Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Um, I was praying this week, and Lord, what else do you want to share? Because I've been sharing on how to receive from God, how to receive healing from God, how we receive God from God. And he said, it's time to switch. And I said, okay, we'll switch to what? <laughs> and he wants to talk to you about, wait, my husband came up with this title. He's now hired. I told him he's hired. Um, healing, can you imagine it? Um, the thing is, we know all the things the Word of God says about us, that we're prosperous, that he wants us to be in good health, that we can be with Jesus forever, that we're a new creation, that we're a new creature. But the real question is, do we see ourselves that way in our heart picture, in our heart of hearts? Do you actually see yourself walking, thriving, not struggling? Um, do you see yourself that way? The truth is, I was asked recently, if you know all of what the Word of God says about you, and you believe that all of God's promises are for today and for here on earth, then why do you still wear glasses? That is like the most fair question in the whole world. Well, I wear glasses because I like to see. Um, <laughs> that's a simple answer. But the truth of the matter is I started wearing glasses in the middle of first grade when I was like, what, seven or eight? And I wore them all the way up until I, the beginning of my marriage and I got LASIK eye surgery. It was very traumatic, and, but it worked great. And then about 10 years later, after having babies, my eyesight got worse again, as I've been told, that's what happens. Uh, and then I got classes again. But the real truth heart matter is, I see myself as a person that wears glasses. I am not uh, complete in the renewing of my mind as to what I know up here, getting all the way down in here. It's like when I was I was in children's church one day and they were telling the story of Jonah and the whale and I was like listening and I'd heard it over and over because I grew up in church and then it clicked and I got in the car and my mom said what what you know what did y'all talk about what did you learn in children's church today and I thought oh my goodness we talked about Jonah and the whale but really what we were talking about was obedience like I got it I got the heart of the matter into my heart concerning the glasses part it hasn't gotten down into my heart guys and that is something that I've been praying about. And the Lord said, put it in my lap and then pray in tongues, pray in the spirit. Okay. And then I move on. This is not a works thing. God will change my heart picture. It's okay. It's okay. But the word of God says in, find the address, Proverbs 23, verse 7. Don't you love notes? I love notes. Um, it says, as a man, wait a minute, there's hair in my lip gloss. It's fine. Um, <laughs> In Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, For a man, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The way you think, not in your knower, but down in your heart, that's as you are. And so that's how I think. That's obvious. There you go. Um, but it also says this. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. 
This actually, if you look it up, the definition of the word mind here, the mind that's set, stayed, set on the Lord, um, it actually means imagination. Um, and I'm not talking about fanciful uh, dragons and fairies and all that stuff. Uh, we tell our kids often, if it's not screen time or meal time or school time, go play imagination. <laughs> go play pretend. That's not what I'm talking about. Imagination being to think about something that you cannot see with your eyes, to imagine it. So let's read it this way. You keep him in perfect peace whose imagination is set on you because he trusts in you. Think about this. What if I asked you to go to your kitchen, wherever your kitchen is, you would think, okay, I got to get up for me. I have to get up, turn, turn right, then walk about 30 steps. And then I'd be in my kitchen. Well, I can't go there to my kitchen without first in my imagination, in my mind's eye to see myself going there. What way do I need to go? What do I look like when I'm walking there? How is it that I am? God wants to meet us and plant. He plants hope in us like seeds. He'll plant dreams. He'll plant uh, promises. He'll plant truth of the word of God in us. And then with our imagination, we set those in our heart and say, let's walk there. Let's go there. I want to see it. I want to taste it. I want to smell it. I want to imagine it. It's birthed in our heart. Things happen in our heart, in our imagination. I know I'm using a lot of interchangeable words, but it's to get the picture of you of things happen in our imagination, in our heart, before it happens in our body. So the wonderful thing about sitting down every week and sharing with you, and I want to thank you for that, this opportunity to do this, is it has um, required me asked of me to go back and to dissect the process of me walking into healing. That was 20 years ago in November. That's a long time. And so um, I'm not the same person that I was back then. Um, are you the same person you were 20 years ago? Um, do you remember all the fine details of what happened in your life, big or small, 20 years ago? So I said, Lord, please bring back to my remembrance the process of how you met me. Um, and there was a point when I was very, very sick that the Lord told me that my miracle would be progressive. It would slowly get better over time. And that brought so much comfort to my heart because it scared the ever-loving crap out of me to think about being healed instantly. Because it had gone on so long, I didn't know myself outside of that cage. Sometimes the cage and the prison that we know is less scary than the freedom that is available to us. If we can't see ourselves as a person walking out of the trauma, out of the prison of sickness, out of whatever bondage we're in, we will stay there because it is what is normal to us. So when he told me that, because I had wrong doctrine, meaning wrong teaching, wrong heart beliefs, I believed that the time for healing was set up, predetermined by God, and at the right time it would manifest. I did not know 
that when the word says today is the day of salvation, salvation also encompassed not only I can choose to be saved today, I can choose to receive every good thing Jesus provided on the cross for my mind, for my heart, for my body, for my soul. All the things. Wait a minute. I need a drink. We're back. Excuse me. So God told me my miracle would be progressive, which planted seeds of hope in my heart. But I didn't pursue diligently the manifestation of my healing because in wrong thinking and wrong doctrine, I was waiting for it to come to me. I was waiting for it to just start. But because God met me where I was at, he walked up to me and he said, hey, I know you're waiting and I know you think that's who you are and I'm getting that truth to you layer by layer as you can receive it and as you learn to trust me more. But because you received the word that this healing would be progressive, can you start dreaming with me? And I thought that meant progressively my physical body would get better, but the healing actually started from that moment because I started dreaming again. I'm gonna cry. Don't cry. No one cry. I started dreaming again. I started visualizing myself having a life, visualizing what it would be like to go and do things, visualizing what it'd be like to go to a restaurant, to eat real food, to have friends that I could be with that didn't have to come with me to, to me and be with the sick girl. What it might be like to have a job, what it would be like to actually drive well. I drove for a short season then and I couldn't. Um, all those dreams started having my heart. I didn't bring tissues in here. This has been a terrible mistake. Wait for it. Oh, okay. I'm just so thankful because he met me where I was at. So then what happened was, as I'm dreaming in my heart again, in my imagination, when the layer upon layer that he built the trust and the truth in my heart on, when the truth of by grace, all these things have been given to you on the cross, with faith we go and take it, came to me. And Andrew came to my house and said, let's agree, let's do this, let's pray. I believe you're gonna get healed today because it had already been planted in my heart and in my imagination, I had allowed it to grow. I was able to walk into it. It happened in my heart first. And that has happened over and over and over again in my life. Um, do not tell my children this right now or I will hold you accountable. One day I will tell them the truth because we don't lie to our kids. I never wanted to have children. Never. I thought that was like the 18 year experience of death. Like, no, I don't want to do this. And I remember after I got healed, I worked at a Mother's Day out in the administration part and I would go to give teachers breaks and I was sitting on the floor and this little like 18 month old, you know how they're like stand up, turn around, like back up into you and sit in your lap. So great. This little boy backed up into me and sat on my lap. And my heart just went, oh my God, I want to have children. I want to have children. I want to have kids. Oh, I want to be a mother. Where did this come from? It's like the Grinch. My heart grew three times the size. I want to be a mom. And three months later, I met my husband. And I went, oh, I don't want to have kids. I want to have your kids. That's why. Do you know it would have been a deal breaker if I told my husband I don't want to have children? Because God had promised him children. 
It had come alive in my heart before I ever had to share or agree with my mate or agree with my future that it was going to be. So let's go back to the notes, shall we? Okay. Uh, where am I? I just got to talking and then I cried and then there was snot. It's fine. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. I quote this a lot, but it's one of my most favorites in all the, all the land. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, good and not bad, to give you hope and a future. These are the plans God has for you, good and not bad hope and future. Have you allowed God to plant the seeds of hope in your heart, of a hope, of a future, of good and not bad, of an anticipation of what he wants to do? Um, I have been practicing this for a couple of years now where I will sit down with the Lord and say, Lord, show me what you want me to dream with you. Show me. And he'll take me years in the future and he'll show me what clothes I wear, the people surrounding me, where I go, what I'm doing, what our home looks like. He's birthed it in my heart. So as the next step towards the next step comes, I've already gone there so I can agree with it when it comes. The truth was I was in mama mode for many, many years and nursing babies and as soon as I stopped nursing a baby then I got pregnant again then I had another baby then I nursed that baby then I kept them from killing themselves daily because that's what you do with toddlers you just keep them from killing themselves all day long and I was in mama mode and ask my friends the closest friends to me I would say I'm not a dreamer I'm a nest maker I make nests wherever I go no matter what the situation and I make it comfortable and I make it happy and I make it okay to be there. I'm a peacemaker, which is a good thing, but also it makes you not pursue next. It makes you not dream about next. It makes you also okay with some things that shouldn't be okay. And so when I started reading this book, wait, I have it. It's in the thing. Okay. It's going to be backwards. Just go with me. Okay. This says vision possible by Butch and Julian Hartman. Believe, conceive, achieve. They, it's on Amazon guys. It's not that long. It changed my life. Um, because in it, they said, whatever vision God has had in your, put in your heart, execute on it, dream about it, write it down. They gave tangible steps into agreeing with the dreams that God has planted in your heart. I cannot recommend it enough. When they, they challenged me. I went, oh, I am a dreamer. Sorry, Lord. I am a dreamer. No, I'm not afraid of what I'm not able to do. You'll do it. I have to agree with it. And I want to dream with you and I want to imagine it. And I want to flesh it out in my imagination. And so what God was asking me to dream about was a ministry. And I said, okay, but my first ministry are my babies. What does that look like? I'm called to be a homeschool mom right now. My first ministry is to be home and to enable my husband who makes money <laughs> to go to work. What does that look like? And I started my blog and I started writing on Facebook. I could do that with my iPhone early in the morning before the babies wake up. I still do that. Um, and then my friend Julianne called and said, hey, do you want to do these healing journeys conferences? 
like every three months for like a day, two, you, you fly out, come back. And there was grace for my family. Oh, and it's grown from there. Hey, you're home in quarantine with your family and you need to, I just made pulled pork sandwiches. They were delicious. <laughs> um, I just did some homeschool with my kids and now I hop on here and I share with you what God's sharing in my heart. All while still taking care of my first ministry. Isn't that amazing? But I'm walking into this step by step and God like graciously, amazingly making the way for me to do this, not just well, but in excellence with the people he's surrounded me with, with the way he's making, with the clarity of thought he's given me, um, with the supportive team and friends he's given me. Because in my heart, I said, okay, let's dream. Okay, show me what it looks like. Okay, you're, you can do all the things. I'm not going to be afraid to dream. I'm not going to be afraid of disappointment. I'm not going to be afraid of what it might look like or change. You know, um, years ago, years ago, uh, oh, I don't know, many, many years ago, uh, my husband and I felt called to move somewhere. And we went down there. We found a church. We even, like, did, like, a realtor tour and looked all around. We could see ourselves living there. And we were just... We knew it was the Lord. And then we came back and started looking for jobs for him and what it would look like to sell our home and everything. And something happened between going there and uh, the, the picture in our heart where other people's decisions made that a null situation. It was no longer a good situation for us to move. Uh, poor decision making had happened. And um, what God had asked us to do <laughs> was no longer possible. Y'all, some people are not going to like this theology, but people, because of free will, will, they'll mess stuff up. <laughs> but God, if you go back to him, he will say, okay, rerouting, I will use this for your good. I will get you ultimately to where I want you. And yeah, I want it here to there, but people mess it up. So I'm going to make you go like this. And I'm going to still get you there. He causes all things to work for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. We live in a fallen world. Yes, things are going to get messed up sometimes. Yes, other people's decisions are going to impact our life negatively or whatever. But God, who promised, is more than able to do what he said he would do. One way or the other. And some of you are stuck in the middle of, I agreed with the dream, I agreed with the vision, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. It's not what I thought it was gonna look like. Go back to the one who made the promise to you. Go back to the one who planted the hope in your heart. Look at his character and ask him to imagine and dream with you because he will get you there. He will, he will do it in your body, he will do it in your thinking where you, some of you, I see you, you had, I'm going to get you to a place. The word says, I have a sound mind. You thought you're going to be getting to a sound mind. It's going to be good. You started speaking the word over yourself. You started renewing your mind and your heart. And then life happened and trauma happened and circumstances happened way beyond your control. And you started spiraling and you started spinning out. And you said, but you said, you said, you said, go back to the one who made the promise. Sound mind is yours. Peace in your heart is her, yours. He will keep in perfect peace whose imagination is set on you. Set your imagination on the one who made the promise. And he will fulfill it in your life. 
Okay, let's find out what Ashley said. I totally forget what's in my notes when I'm sitting here, but that's okay. Um, wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, wow. This is like all out of order. That's okay. It's fine. Lord, what do you have to say? Hmm. What he's showing me is the seeds of expectation that are in your heart and that ginormous, the enormity of what he has promised you and what you have dared to start imagining, God is going to do layer by layer by layer. It's never going to be too heavy. It's never going to be too hard. It will, you will have to choose. You will have to choose every 10 minutes. You go back to the Holy Spirit. I choose. I set my heart. I set my imagination on you. You'll have to choose. This is a daily walk thing. But as he builds your strength, your strength will be renewed. It won't go back down. As he builds your peace, it might be challenged, but your peace will be there. As your faith, as you exercise your faith, your faith will remain. And if those things seem to be stripped away between here and there, go back to the one who gave them to you in the first place and they will come alive. This is all a walk. And I have been challenged recently by some people saying that they want the precepts, they want to understand how to agree with the laws of the kingdom of God, the laws of faith to receive the healing that God has for them. So I need to stop saying it's all about relationship and give them the steps. There is no way that I know to walk into the fullness of what God has for us without a daily consensual love relationship with Jesus. That is the only way. And in my daily love relationship with Jesus, I, in my imagination, take what he has promised me, what dreams he has planted in my heart, and I walk with him into them. And I let him show me every detail. And I anticipate everything that he's gonna do. And guys, I am one that when I am overtired, overtaxed, um, just at the end of myself, things get really, really big, <laughs> really, really big. And I kind of shut down. I want to sit and watch TV. I want to just entertain myself to be absent-minded because it overwhelms me. But God says, engage me with your imagination. Come back to me, the one who made the promises, and we'll go together layer by layer, step by step. I don't change. His promises don't change. No, God, God doesn't change. I change and I, the change doesn't hurt. This, this dreaming is not going to hurt you. It's going to bring peace and joy and life and strength to you. You will have joy because your hope will be alive. You're actually feeding like if you have a, a watering can, it's like feeding the seeds of hope to allow God to flesh it out in your imagination. I hope this makes sense, but I know it's for, for someone uh, in particular. You're, you have been so beaten up by the, in the path between the promise and the fulfillment that God wants you to come back and sit and imagine the fullness of what he's gonna do and then allow him to gently layer by layer bring the fulfillment to you 
He is kind and he is gentle and he is for you. He is your rear guard. Do you know, if you look through, I know that the chest plate kind of goes like this and on the back, but I, I saw if you read through, what is that called? The armor of God. That's what that's called. <laughs> if you read through the armor of God, they tell the chest, the breastplate of righteousness and your loins are governed and your feet and their sword and all the things. But I said, what about the back? And though the breastplate kind of went like this and kind of on the back, I guess I Later on in the word, it says that Jesus is your rear guard. That means he's at your back. So whatever went behind you is none of your business. That's not for you. That's not for your eyes. That's not for your attention. It's not for your concern. It's for him. You set your eyes on what was promised. You set your eyes on what is ahead of you. Every weapon you have has equipped you to go there. Oh, by the way, he goes before you. It makes the way straight. He makes the crooked path straight. That's the Jesus we have. But you have been equipped to move forward. You have not been equipped to protect your own back. That's his business. So as you go forward, the sting and the hurt and the weight of what has already happened, he'll take care of it. And your joy will be renewed and your hope will grow. And you will walk into the, all the promises that God has for you. You know, he's going to fix it so that where your vision seemed broken, you can see it now. Where is that? Where, oh, here it is. God told me he was going to do this, and I didn't know what he's going to say, but now I know. Here's a fun fact about my parents, who I love. They're crafty. They be crafty people. And uh, they make, made, sometimes make, haven't made in a while. <laughs> stained glass and there was a season that my daddy would make um kaleidoscopes you know that you turn and you could see all the pretty things out of stained glass and it used to bother me going back to the girl with that wears glasses um it used to bother me that you'd only do it out of one eye and had glasses and everything and so one day dad came to me and he said here sis i made this for you you see this and i go like this and I can open both eyes and spin it and see the full picture of all the beauty. It's really neat. Although with one eye, you see one thing and with the one eye, you see another thing. Dad, my earthly dad, met me where I was and allowed me to see the fullness of beauty right where I was as the girl with glasses. So you might have undone places in your life and in your heart picture just like I do. But your daddy, our daddy, father, is going to meet you and he's going to give you the, the ability right where you are to see all the beauty that he wants you to see. Not just a piece of it or a part of it, but all of it. And by the way, when you get to the fulfillment part, it's still going to surprise you. And that's the wonderful thing. It's like little, little seeds of beautiful things that you didn't even know was coming. But then part of you is like, oh, you said it. I knew it all along. Yeah, I knew I was made for this. Oh, you brought me here. That's right. I was made for this. Oh, you brought me here. I remember when this was just a dream. Oh, it's just like you said. Oh, it's better than you even said it was going to be. I saw it, but I didn't really see it. It's going to be better than you ever think, thought, could imagine. So let me pray for you guys. And then I want to share a few things with you. Let me have a drink for just a moment because I get dry mouth. 
Okay, that's better. <laughs> I hope that this has released courage to your heart. I hope that this has comforted you and encouraged you to dream with the one who is the one who gives the promise and then fulfills it. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching. I thank you that what you have for them is more beautiful, more intricate, and more established than they know. That you established good things for them even before they were born. Thank you, Lord, that you re reroute and go around everything that has fallen to pieces. That you make new ways and new roads. That you straighten things that used to be straight but are now crooked. I thank you that bones are going back into alignment right now in Jesus' name. I thank you that heart pictures, you're stripping away the film of disappointment and sadness so that they can see the dreams again clearly. I thank you that you meet us in our imagination and you show us through your word how we can set it on you even when the distractions come. I thank you for your kindness that leads us to repent and to turn around and go the other way in our heart when we wandered away from the vision that you set before us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for being our friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, wait, I wrote down things. Let's see what Nikki did. We got the tears going. And this is the day that I decided to put on eyeliner. That's it. No more eyeliner. Okay. Here's some resources for you if you want to learn more about using your imagination in your heart picture fully in the manifestation of what God has for you. First of all, Vision Possible by Butch and Julianne. You can get it on Amazon. Also on Amazon by Andrew Womack, my friend, my mentor, my teacher. Um, he has a book called Taking the Limits Off God by Andrew Womack. He also has a book called The Power of Imagination, Unlocking Your Ability to Receive from God by Andrew Womack. Um, you can also go to awmi.net, Andrew Womack Ministries International, awmi.net. And on there, type in the search bar, Imagination. Not only will you see his books you can get, but you'll see tons of video and audio teachings on this subject where he fleshes it out more and more of what the Word of God says concerning the subject, and it's all free. The books cost money on Amazon, but there's tons and tons of free teachings. Go there and learn more. I love you guys. Please go over to our YouTube channel, Healing Journeys Today, and subscribe so you can see all the teachings index. It's so clear and crisp, and you can see each teacher and all they've done and what's new and what's old. You can also see our full healing journeys where they kind of reenacted. They talked to different people in our life. Like you can see my mom and my dad and my brother and my doctor, um, my family's pastor. You can see them all about their point of view of the healing. Um, and that's true of all of us. We have healing journeys. You can go and watch the full thing and God will use that part because the thing is God made our group, our team. We're like a family. Um, our healing journeys team, um, we come together and we share with you not only to show you how God walked us into our healings, not only to share with you our testimonies, but God is using it to plant seeds of hope for you in your own heart. That's what, that's what we're called to do. And so go there, let the seeds of hope 
be watered in your heart. See yourself walking, see yourself whole, see yourself at peace. Go there. So I will see y'all next week and I love you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.